did you go DM leaks where he was uh, DMing that journalist? And no, the, no, what uh, happened? So effectively, he goes, "Yeah, it's pretty easy to scam people when you think you then everyone thinks you're a good guy." He effectively just alludes to the fact that's a big scam, wow. like bar, but it's he, so easy people think you're such a good guy. He did an interview where he was describing like his crypto business plan and he was describing a pyramid scheme like comp- he was just like totally fine about it he was like yeah that's what that's what we're doing he's like as long as i get out with money we're good Alrighty, hey hey welcome back to the teen finance podcast today we're joined by a special guest we have can i call you max is that the all right we, we're i'm here with max bunting from space pay so um max let's just i want you to be able to give yourself a quick intro Tell us about yourself. Tell us about your company, what you do, all that. Sure. Okay. So I'm Max, as he said. Um, I'm the CEO of SpacePay, a cryptocurrency payment platform in the UK. We're the largest cryptocurrency platform in the UK, for that matter, actually. I'm 20 years old. I started it when I was 18, so straight out of school. Effectively, lockdown hit. I was already investing, but I invested heavier into crypto stocks, options, etc. Garnered a sizable portfolio, I guess, relative to my bank. We have cryptocurrency. Uh, when lockdown was, uh, when lockdown was, the restrictions lifted, I went out in stores looking to spend my cryptocurrency. Couldn't find anywhere to do it, so created SpacePay. Um, partnered with some pretty big names already, and we're raising our first um, private financing round right now. And we just started two weeks ago. So yeah, wow, that's, that's it. Congratulations, that's, that's exciting really, stuff. Absolutely, for sure. Stressful times. Yeah. <laughs> so, do you guys do um, hardware and software? Is it just software? Yes, sir, both. Wow. Okay, so you have like your physical, I saw on your website, this little like reader thing. Is that like the yeah. way that they accept so, payments? Yeah, so effectively we are pivoting from that now. Obviously, we're in such a, um, a crucial part in the business's life in terms of uh, we're so close to launch, but I'm actually, we're pivoting to the fact that it's not going to be a POS device more than it's going to be a, a, QR, a, a QR code display. Effectively, we think the for the retailers, it reduces their costs even more and yeah. it a bit more consumer friendly also yeah were you running into problems like manufacturing your physical readers and stuff it's just like a, a lot of like extra work yeah hardware is extremely difficult <laughs> yeah i can I, imagine I, 2 a.m with people from korea and it's <laughs> conversation and yeah it's it's really stressful because if you get the mold even the tiniest bit wrong it's 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 game over effectively so you've got to be very careful with with your hardware for sure much more so than your software yeah um when you're negotiating with like people in different countries and stuff are there like different challenges that you run into while you're like such a yeah. young person i mean just not in terms of negotiation per se but in general being a young person as is running a company has its benefits and a fair amount of negatives as well. I guess the biggest one when you're young is people don't necessarily take you as seriously as, as they should do, right? You, yeah. Because you're so young, it doesn't really matter. You're still a, a young guy in their eyes, effectively. But um, yeah, it, it, there's quite a few, I guess, mainly pros, in my personal opinion, of uh, running a business young. Um, because there's some things, if you're older, you've got more liabilities. You can't necessarily take the risk at such a young age right if you've Absolutely. got a wife two kids you can't necessarily go okay i'm starting this business now and if it fails i'll do something else whereas at our age you know try and fail as much as possible is the motto right but hopefully not with this one we'll wait to see, we'll wait to see. yeah that's something we try to push 
I feel like as much as possible, just like, you know, take your risk while you're young because you can afford to like mess up and then you can come back to it and like uh, use yeah. everything you've learned to like, you know, take everything from a a better angle and and use what you've learned. To for sure. Well, I mean, it's success. great for discipline as well. And when I started it, I wasn't necessarily so disciplined at like 18, right? I was just came out of school. I didn't know what I wanted to do necessarily. Um, and it really motivates you to work hard and, and do stuff by a certain times, look after yourself, etc. It's actually very beneficial for sure. How'd you get into investing in crypto? I wonder just because like, I, I wonder how similar our paths were because I think, I don't know, Maceo had been investing longer than me, but I started around like the time we went to lockdown. I mean, my friends were telling me for a long time prior, like, about the whole of sixth form, so sixth form in ours is when you're 16, 17, then 17 to 18. Like one friend, Rob, he was telling me nonstop, you got to invest, you got to invest. And I was like, took a look into it, I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that was pretty much what it was like with Masana. It was like, yeah, try it like, out, it's, it's worth it. But I yeah. was like, I don't know, I guess I lagged. Like you, you tried to, Masana tried to get me on it for like a while, and I was like, and like like getting past that barrier of like buying your first like yeah. share of whatever is like something that you're like it feels like you're putting your money up at risk which is something that i mean haven't done before that but i guess it's riskier i mean once you come to the realization that's riskier to like hold cash long term yeah then... <laughs> the, um, right but yeah i'm yeah i, I now i'm a big advocate to all my friends uh, Purchasing cryptocurrency, not necessarily right at this current moment in time, but prior mm. to, I'm still a big advocate for DCAing into the market now, even with the current climate. Although I am shorting quite a few different different so to speak, um, but yeah, I'm I'm a very big advocate for investing. Yeah. Especially, um, um, what is yeah? What are your thoughts on the crypto market currently with everything going on? I think the FTX thing is just. It's every day a, a new coming out. It's completely blowing my mind. I mean, <laughs> today, or it must be uh, last night, uh, where Sam Bankman Fried, you know, when FTX raised the $420 million, uh, $690,000, um, $300 million went straight into his pocket. I mean, that is crazy. Alameda set, gave him a loan of $1 billion. They were purchasing houses in the Bahamas, etc., and also having polyamorous orgies, which yeah. <laughs> we we talked a little bit about this on our last episode. We were like totally bewildered about the whole situation, but it's absolutely crazy. And then did you did you go DM leaks where he was uh, DMing that journalist? And no, uh, no, what happened? So effectively, he goes, "Yeah, it's pretty easy to scam people when you think you're then everyone thinks you're a good guy." He effectively just alludes to the fact that's a big scam, wow. like bar, but it's he so easy people think such a good guy he did an interview where he was describing like his crypto business plan and he was describing a pyramid scheme like <laughs> he was just like totally fine about it he was like yeah that's what that's what we're doing he's like as long as i get out with money we're good and <laughs> i mean i i guess he did right he still has like half a billion dollars in like some vc fund where somewhere or like some hedge fund i mean he's got a, i think i think he'll have probably a bit more of that scattered all over the place however yeah. i don't I don't think the future is looking too too bright for for Mr. Sam uh, in the you know the near future. But he, I think 
he came out recently and said he, he wants to release a new project, I believe. And then uh, Kevin O'Leary no did so against it. Kevin O'Leary didn't even hate it. And it's like, what? <laughs> Who's going to trust him with their money? Literally. Yeah, why Literally. would anyone? Luna 2.0, though, right? That's what Doquan tried to do. He tries to I know. Exactly. No, do, like, once you do something like that, you ruin your reputation to the point where, like, I don't know, you maybe, like, got out with some money, had those short-term gains, but, like... I really don't know who's going to like. Actually, I don't know. I don't underestimate the the willingness of some people to go do like dumb stuff like that. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think it makes it quite abhorrent that uh, bit full transparency is needed in all of these big exchanges, right? I think uh, uh, Crypto.com, I think, recently stated that 20% of their reserves was in Shiba Inu, which isn't very bullish. Wow. Um, but I think it's very important for um, for exchanges and cryptocurrency companies in general to be extremely transparent with the community. If not, you get it's definitely not good for the community stuff like this for sure. Makes headlines though, but not necessarily. <laughs> Any publicity is not good publicity in crypto. <laughs> yeah. Um. What What are you guys doing for your transparency stuff? How much? How, I guess that's not like a huge deal with your business. So What's yeah, about? we've done. We've signed a partnership deal with Smith's News PLC, which gives us access to twenty five thousand five hundred retailer brands. Mm-hmm. One of them, which has two thousand stores. Wow. Uh, full transparency in terms of um, books and everything. On our first day of launch, we should make fifteen thousand pounds in revenue. Not from wow. that. Deal, not from that deal, but um, from pre agreed retailers. We got signed up bar that deal. Um, in terms of. Uh, it's a bit different with us because we're not necessarily a cryptocurrency company, rather a, a payment software, if that makes yeah. sense. We don't, nec- we don't hold consumers' funds or uh, take consumers' funds and invest in startups, things like that. We are literally mm-hmm. just a creator for payments, effectively trying to bring crypto to retail, which I think is very important. Um, so we're not necessarily the same as exchanges in that, but in all involvement we have with crypto, we will be transparent. How do you guys deal with like the volatility brought on by crypto? Yeah, so like that's like the biggest question we get. Um, yeah. Retailers. So effectively, there's multiple different ways we can deal with. Um, one of the ways is basically the consumer will spend their cryptocurrency. The retailer get paid in stable coins, USDC, and from that, mm-hmm. press on the bus on the back end, convert that to pounds like that or dollars in your case, guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, another way is they can accept it just as a. Cryptocurrency, so you pay ETH, they receive ETH, they then can convert that to stable coins, convert that into pounds, dollars, and and or they can get paid in the crypto and it just goes straight into pounds in their account. In reality, uh, I can see most retailers accepting it as in pounds as in, and as stable coins. I can't see too many retailers accepting it as cryptocurrency in its purest form. Due to Who the knows in the future, though? Like, it's possible. That's the yeah. thing. Yeah. We, we- infrastructure for right now what we want to do is build the infrastructure for later on down the line hence why we don't want to release dated models like a pos device or something like that we want to release yeah. that are somewhat timeless if that makes sense so we know when cryptocurrency become uh, a larger thing we'll be there to do it but saying that visa released their cryptocurrency cards and did 2.5 billion dollars worth of transaction volume in their first quarter of release so there is quite a lot of, of, of transactions going on. Visa's huge, but yeah, it's, it, it's you know market not right now, but the next bull run. 
I think we'll see quite a large volume of transactions. I know. Yeah, so, um, oh, go ahead. Oh, sorry, sorry. So I was just wondering, um, like, what stablecoin do these companies get paid out in? Like, do they choose a stablecoin, and do you guys change it, or is there one that you stick by? So we stick with USDC. Um, there's we offer multiple different cryptocurrencies uh, the retailer can accept. However, ultimately down to them, we we offer Doge, Bitcoin, Ethereum, and USDC. I'm not a big personal fan of USDT and the whole tether scenario, so yeah, that's why yeah. quite clear of that. But ultimately, it's completely down to the retailer, what they accept. And uh, we're going to be releasing more um, later down the line. However, just to launch, we just want to launch those four. Because if we launch with 20, we're not going to be launching for a bit further. But yeah, USDC is, is uh, yeah, I think it's the lesser of two evils between USDT and USDT. <laughs> Will you guys ever make okay. your own stablecoin? Is that like, in the realm of possibilities for the future i'm i'm honestly not too certain i mean if i'm being full transparent i can't see space pay making a, a token or a stable coin or anything of that nature in reality the only reason we would do it um would be just, uh, another layer of financing in all honesty um my issue is i don't have uh, extremely deep in-depth knowledge of of creating tokens and stable coins etc so i wouldn't want to enter that market without lead, not the expert but be extremely knowledgeable about it um and so i'm trying to keep us well clear of that unless it's extremely necessary yeah yeah because that's a very very risky game to play especially especially in recent times it's releasing bitcoin and then and then just saying <laughs> buy that shit up right good yeah. tool oh yeah and um another question i had was um so how does like uh how do you guys profit off of transactions is it like a flat charge or is it based off of percentage um, so well there's two different ways we make money effectively for the our devices we charge 49 per store and then for consumers take a 0.5 percent the retailers we take a 0.5 percent transaction so on average, on the transaction fee, we're about one and a half two percent lower um, for the retailers. In terms of our pricing, you know, forty nine ninety nine one time payment, so much cheaper than 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 what other companies charge. Hmm. All right, that's cool. <clears throat> what are, What are your opinions then, as, as a crypto guy, on, on the zero point five percent deposit fee and and just the model in general? Um, I think it's fair. I mean, you're offering a service, right? It doesn't even so, seem that high at all. I think that's yeah, like. It, Fine. I, I feel like it could be higher, right? Yeah, I, I, I could picture it being a lot higher. Honestly, in my mind, I was thinking three, like three point five percent, like a little more yeah. up there. And a lot of credit card companies and stuff already charge like fees comparable to that. So it's like really, I don't think it's a yeah. big deal. I would, I wouldn't care yeah. if I was like paying in crypto. I think it'd be like it's fine. Yeah, yeah. I, Esther, tell me one. Uh, I think a week and a half ago, he's like, I just don't get it. Why are your fees so low? <laughs> I know. <laughs> Yeah, it seems low. Yeah, yeah. It, uh, it, the reason it's low is because I'm trying. I want, I want to give us only to give the opportunity for basically loads of people to use the R application, right? Regardless of how much cryptocurrency they actually have in their account, I think that's that's important rather than making a big a big margin in reality. Yeah, yeah. Um, then, um, oh, sorry, you go, Sam. Okay, it's all you. What exchange do you guys use to like do all these different transactions stuff trading between different currencies? 
So in terms of in terms of trading in different currencies, that's not something necessarily we do. If effectively um, a consumer was to pay in uh, Bitcoin and they'd get paid in ETH, effectively the Bitcoin would go into our main wallet and uh, the stable coins would come out of our main wallet. So it just basically come out of our our actual wallet, which is built in house. So that's the only time we handle consumer funds is when it's actually being uh, sent into our account. In reality, if that makes sense, but okay. that's something. You guys are holdings then, like yeah, I see. Got okay, it. so that probably then, speed um, advantages, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, big speed advantage. But the issue with that, uh, with the transparency play with that is because we don't want to launch straight away with that because there's a whole host of different reasons in reality. One of them is regulation because the market we're in regulations not there for us. However, I want. I actually, I'm not necessarily against regulation as a, as a company. In reality, I think it could help help our business a lot and help the market a lot. Try and weed out the FTX, etc., etc. Et yeah. um, one way I'm I'm building our KYC integration, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, just because uh, when regulation ultimately comes, which she thinks is actually sooner than people think, um, she also works at. Uh, CEX.io in exchange is quite a large one. Um, she's a, a Ned Adars, a non-exec director. So we're building it to effectively be as regulation friendly as possible, which is where with the main wallet it, it becomes a bit tricky. So we're not launching with the main wallet. Okay. <clears throat> um, so let's say hypothetically I walk into the store, right, and I go to buy a bottle of water and I go to pay. What does that process look like? So like, what am I doing? So effectively, you're picking up a bottle of water. We'll go from as soon as you walk in, you pick up the bottle of water, you take it to the counter. I'd like to pay with space pay. Okay. And the QR code on effectively on the retailer side, you put in on our application on his interface, bottle of water, what, whatever you want to pay in. Can I pay in Ethereum? Sure. Bottle of Ethereum. I mean, the gas fees are going to kill you. But then, <laughs> QR code display, um, the QR code scanner on our application, it then takes want to make this payment if you click yes it'll scan your face or ask for your password for 2FA if you click yes then your cryptocurrency is sent from your wallet okay. we have uh, guidelines as what to pay with not don't and what not to pay with not rules but yeah don't buy a bowl of water with ETH because I'm like that might triple with the right but if you want to obviously you can. it's no, no big deal to us but just to help you guys out for yeah, and so do you yeah, guys have it? Oh, sorry, sorry. please. You go. No, you go. No, 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 please. Oh, all right. Um, so do you guys have an app? Like when I scan the QR code, do I go to an app or do I go to a website or how does that? What happens? Um, for iOS and Android, you download the application uh, and use it like that. How oh, okay. did? Wait, what framework is your app built on? If you don't mind me asking. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> See, I don't know what I can say and what I can't say in reality. Um, no we're doing a lot of yeah i'm not sure i might i might i might leave that one uh, out for a little bit if that's no right just, just because there's a couple companies that are building the same type of thing okay. um oh yeah <laughs> we've launched then we can have this exact same conversation again perfect <laughs> sorry about that no worries all right i'll let him say i'll get back to what he was gonna ask um yeah so how does um how do the wallets work? So the wallet pays from, like, it would go from whatever wallet I have. Like, what platforms can I have my wallet on to so, connect to you? 
the wallet integration is is our own wallet, so we created our own wallet. So it's a space-based wallet. So let's say deposit from MetaMask, Binance, etc. You deposit into our into our space-pay wallet for consumers, and then it's the retailer's wallet. So effectively, it's you, whatever whatever wallet will allow you to send cryptocurrency in our wallets. Okay, and then so whatever balance I put into the space pay wallet is what I can spend, right? Yes, sir. Okay. But point five percent, of course. Yeah. Okay. Um, I had some questions about um, what are your thoughts on like the whole crypto dot com thing? Have you heard of the crypto dot com like credit card debit card thing? Yeah, yeah. So sure. that like. Last time I checked, they were in like hot water because of their, uh, they promised a ton of like really high, um, cashback, right? It was cash, like it was a lot of cashback and then like a ton of like benefits, like you would get like free Spotify, all of that, and it's imploded. What are your thoughts on that? And like, I don't know, it seems like there, there's a lot of like bad press that, that crypto payments get. How are you gonna like avoid that? I mean, I think the classic mistake quite a few crypto companies tend to make is sort of going overboard with the marketing and the customer acquisition, yeah. spending an fortune on uh, adverts, staging, for example, and, and really giving customers extreme perks to get them in, uh, which isn't sustainable. I guess the best way we can do it is just be giving sustainable benefits to our users, whether we're in a bull market or a bear market, being able to offer our users the same experience is obviously important. Not saying, okay, guys, you give us 200,000, we're giving you 8% cash back and a free Lambo. <laughs> Very sustainable what we, what we do. We are going to try and implement a cashback at some point in the near future. However, we're just launching bare bones, you know, uh, from in a couple of months, right? Nothing too, too jazzy, if I'm being honest with you. Just you'll be able to pay, you know, you'll be able to make take refunds, etc. But this will be our very first iteration, so it's nothing too crazy. But yeah, I think crypto might be in some hot water. For sure. I feel like you will get your customer acquisition like naturally, because like in the future, if people are going to want to pay with crypto, and if you're like the way to do it in a lot of retailers, which is like what it sounds like with all of, like the different contracts you've landed and stuff. People are just gonna like they're gonna want to pay with crypto, and you're gonna be the way to do so. And I don't think you need to jazz it up too much beyond that. Yeah, I mean, let's hope so. Fingers <laughs> <laughs> crossed. But I mean, yeah, the partnerships do, which really help us. I guess pushing this financing round over the line is definitely important as mm -hmm. well. Because completely backstrap, backstrap, bootstraps. Even not backstrap, bootstrap <laughs> from, from my cash and investings, etc. Sustainable at all uh, for our company, if I'm being honest, which is why we're raising our round, um, five hundred thousand for twenty percent equity. Um, without that, in reality, the company is it's not looking great because you know to to be able to finish our application, it's going to cost us I think three hundred and forty-one thousand pounds. That's a lot of money, wow. right? Now, yeah. Not just the application in, in of itself; it's uh, quite a few hardware elements as well uh -huh. because we. On, and then we're like now I'm pivoting trying to do this so it's quite quite a lot of money um so why the financing round is very important to us luckily we're speaking to quite big teams UBS Chase, NatWest at the moment we are talking to which has surprised me because how early stage we are and a 
company called Q Ventures reached out to me last week as well, so talking to them. But yeah, this is the crunch time for sure. <laughs> for sure. How big is your team? Is it just you and you working with like different contractors and stuff? Or do you have like a small group? So in terms of, um, well, uh, if it, in terms of full, full time, it's just me. Yeah. Um, I've got part-time guys on. I've got uh, people working on our growth. I've got people working on our sales, on our marketing. My sales and marketing guys are, are just incredible. I've got a CTO. Obviously, I don't have him on full, full time yet because I can't afford all of this. Yeah, yeah, so I've yeah. got yeah. to leverage my good relationships with them and a lack of cash to try and take us as far as we can. I'd say yeah, in total, eight people. Wow. Not increase. Nice. Which is. Which but I mean, yeah, it's when we when we launch, um, it'll be it'll be 10, no, eleven people. So post funding, let's say you have a successful funding round coming up. If you get the capital to do so, do you plan on bringing someone on full time? And if so, like, what position would you want them to take? Yeah, so we'll be bringing on uh, a few people full time. In in reality, mainly the tech and the sales side of things in yeah. terms of our market I have a guy who's working for us um for free right now uh, on an equity, uh, equity basis later Yo. down the line nice. so we've got quite a few guys i've managed to get quite a few guys on like equity based kpis which are really good yeah when we're bootstrapped but yeah it's mainly good sales and tech in reality um obviously development and for sales uh, so for sales, we plan on have well in the first year. I'll break it down for you. We have quite an optimistic, no, a pessimistic um, look out. Look out on our first. Year. Um, we want to have sixteen thousand five hundred users and only be in one thousand five hundred fifty stores. So that's completely discounting Smiths, the partnership with Smiths, discounting how many we're going to launch with. That's just how many. I don't actually think we're going to do that, but I for yeah. investors. Investors, I say we're going to do that because you know if we have a bad year and that's what we accumulate to, you know it looks like we've hit our gut targets, but in reality we do much much better than that, especially with the budget we're working with. I think it's a problem with a lot of crypto companies like over promising and under deliver. So it's refreshing to see like some more <laughs> I don't know just conservative <laughs> estimates. Uh, I like it. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. yeah, for sure. That part of the reason I did it, right? I don't want to be another one of those guys comes. In. Yeah, we've got 500,000 users. Yeah. We're going to be store in the USA and our token's going to be worth a billion dollars. It's like, give it a... Did you guys see the, the Paradox game that got released uh, uh, with uh, iShowSpeed, Fake Ronaldo? Oh, I, <laughs> yes, I did see this. Yeah, it was like a... It was a big... It was a scam, right? Well, well uh, I don't even know. This guy is from the UK, right? Oh. A bit of a personality, not too much so, but you know, 100,000 followers or something of that nature. Allegedly spent 10 million on a game to get developed, a triple A game. Uh, got speed in, paid speed $2 million. And is overnight, that much? That much. Wow, two million yeah. Dang. Overnight, his whole business has been completely destroyed. Coffeezilla has called him. Yeah, they had a two-hour interview. <laughs> Coffeezilla, he's always there. I love that guy. He's oh, there to man. call people out. Yeah, I watched. I don't even know why. I was like in bed. I put the. I watched a 
hour discussion between those <laughs> the whole way through. But I think it just shows if you market, if you web to marketing, which is like, you know, how to work with influence, etc. with web three products, crypto, but it's never going to work. Everyone's just going to think you're a complete scam. If you use anything related to big API. Okay, goodbye. So it's going to be extremely realistic. Yeah. Um, that's some pretty low expectations. Dude, every Not time low. you watch a YouTube video like that, you can, like, you need to say it's, it's market research, man. <laughs> you can justify it or something. Why am I staying up and not going to bed? Nah, market research. I'm working. Grand time. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, watching that unfold, was, it was pretty... I've seen a big crypto with a cryptocurrency company in the UK with a big properly launched for a bit of time so seeing that was a bit of a wake up call like okay when we launch let's do this properly and let's yeah. not have it because I don't even think it's business necessarily it's a scam I just think possibly want to the whole crypto community and just you know wanted to guarantee results people bought it I don't think they're necessarily a rug pull it but regardless it's done now yeah I'm gonna say I want to give you an opportunity. Huh? I've, I've just been oh, oh yeah. Um. So I have a I have a question about earlier talking about hiring. So I know like in the tech world, it's kind of important to like hire people who are from like related areas. And so with your team, are you hiring people who have a background in crypto, or are you kind of taking them <laughs> along with you? Um. So it's a mix of both in reality. Um. Because not only are we a cryptocurrency company, we're also a payments company. Finding the, uh, the good balance between hiring staff who've worked at cryptocurrency companies and also worked at payments companies as well is quite I'm, I'm trying to bring in, in terms of development, it's obviously important to have, to have people who've worked in crypto um, projects before, but there's also, you know, fine having some guys that uh, react as well come in that don't necessarily know crypto too well because plug in our API within the app. Um, so, yeah, I guess it's Finding the fi the balance between crypto and, and payments that we're trying to, I'm trying to perfect really, even though crypto in itself is kind of a payment, but it's, it's when when it gets down to the regulation, etc. Yeah. And then I'm so, asking, what what are you guys and what's what's your takes on on the FTX thing? What's your take on just the markets in general right now and, and the news in China? It, not too too long ago, obviously, 500 million giant um, banks frozen with $6 billion uh, worth of cash in there. I think it's a, it's a bad look, for sure. It's a bad look for crypto, but I think it doesn't take away from the core, like, principles of, like, what crypto is and, like, what it stands for, like, decentralizing everything. So, I mean, I, it is, I feel like this is anticipated. Like, anyone who got into crypto should have seen stuff like this coming because of the nature of it but i think this is all just like early stage stuff that'll get ironed out in the future it's like similar i mean we see these patterns over and over again with i mean same thing like during the dot-com bubble when everything yeah. like got hyped up and then like it popped i mean we but we still see like companies like amazon come out of it and stuff you know so i think even if it's in like 20 years i think bitcoin or like the big ones like bitcoin ethereum they'll be around and I think in the future, um, as more and more people around the world get, you know, connections to the internet and stuff, and more people can adopt crypto, it'll just, 
I mean, really what it's doing, what I think it has the potential to do is globalize the economy more and like connect people across different parts of the world. So I think it has its place. I think the current stuff that's going on is bad, but it was going to happen at some point. Like someone's going to like, people obviously like try to scam people. So yeah. it's, it was going to happen. I think it's really interesting. It's, it's kind of fun to see unfold with all like the, the drama stuff. I think the FTX um, implosion needs a, a documentary ASAP. It would be really interesting. Yeah, um, yeah that's my takes. I don't know. What, what do you mean you say? Yeah. So, I mean, like you said, like crypto is still a great idea and it does a good job of connecting people, but it is like in a pretty bad place as of now. But I'm pretty like optimistic for the future, I guess, because it's still a good concept. I think it just has like a lot of volatility right now. And, you know, there's just so many people that like recently invested in it and a lot of like inexperienced investors as well. And like, yeah. I feel like once... Once everything kind of settles down, it'll be pretty steady and be around for the unforeseeable future, you know? Yeah, 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 for sure. I completely agree. Yeah, I completely agree. I think, yeah, it's just the market conditions. I think every cycle there's a there's a thing that goes down. I can't remember, but what there's a huge exchange in Canada, right? And it, the guy faked his own death, ran away, etc. Oh, yeah, I heard about that. I don't I don't yeah. know what company that was. That was back way back when, right, 2017, 18, right? Something like that, I believe, possibly. I want to say it's the same guy who, who runs Coinbase or NiceHash or something, one of those. He had, like, a company before that blew I think up. this guy faked his own death. I think he faked his But death. then didn't he come back or something? I can't remember. Uh, I don't know. It was <laughs> all, all that stuff, it's like... I don't know. It is a bad luck. And I think there's a lot of people who aren't trusting of crypto, but it'll just take time to like build that trust back up. Um, but on that yeah. topic of like stuff oh. taking time, what specific, you touched on this a, a little bit already, but what is your, what are your strategies going to be to like avoid um, being a victim of like the, we were there too early, you know, like wrong time, great product, but just like a little bit too early to the jump. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess the biggest thing for a company like ours is in terms of if we've got the timing so dramatically wrong, there's, you know, if we're 20 years off, there's nothing we can do. If yeah. we're five years off, I guess the thing we can do, which we are doing, is keeping our burn rate extremely low. So with that 500,000, we're lasting 14 months with that, which for a pre-revenue company is quite a lot. The average is about eight. So we're lasting about 14 months there to trying to keep our cash lasting as long as possible. We're doing no outlandish investments, marketing or anything like that. We're trying to keep our feet on the ground so that effectively, even if you know, the market doesn't pick back up for two years, three years or something of that nature, we're still in the game. We're still selling our product, etc. If that means we have to the OS device by five pounds or increase our percentage fee by 5%, so be it. But you know, we we want to be here for the long run, so no bet the company bet on my behalf for sure. That would yeah. be, be crazy. You can't, you won't be seeing stadium with Space Pay's name on it for a little while. <laughs> Space Pay Stadium, I'm, I'm waiting on that. It sounds good. So if has theirs, I think, I think we need a Space Pay Stadium. <laughs> All right. Um, I want to, I want to get your take on a business idea. This is kind of rolling into Minnow Tank, but it's related to what we're talking about. So, I, I think I'm allowed to talk about this. I think I am. I hope I am. Um, so maybe back like, I don't even, maybe it was like three, four months ago at this point, 
some buddies of mine were working on a crypto business and that's why i was interested in like you as a guest and everything i thought i could get your take on this but um similar to you but also not but like also kind of similar um it was a an idea was like basically doing crypto microfinancing or not microfinancing but also like larger loans for like developing areas and stuff there are some companies doing this and there are companies doing this with like cash already but the idea was that you could send crypto and get it to these places faster and then they could spend like in developing areas people who need to like start businesses and stuff can um just get crypto and i think how it relates to your business is like that the whole like idea of speed with crypto you'll be able to get it um to places faster but i think this one is like definitely a case of that um kind of too early you know not not the yeah. right timing for that um so who knows if it'll be reborn again in like five years but i just want to get your takes on that i think i think in all honesty i think the but the best way to do it i think would just be just to reach out just try you know don't put necessary cash involved with it or anything like that but just reach out to, to some potential consumers and say hey this is something i plan on doing i think it will work like this but don't quote me on that would yeah. this be something do a bit of an outreach campaign like that see if there's any appetite if there's appetite, say, well dependent on the size of the appetite right if it's one guy out of a thousand that's <laughs> not <laughs> but dependent on the percentage of uh, you know uh appetite wise i think you know go for it if the appetite if it's not possibly wait and do the same thing with different guys every year until you know the appetite's right i don't see any harm in that it costs nothing but time and being so young we've got we've got bags of it right no we, we talked about it, we're like oh should we go like i mean before we like actually start like building anything of course we'd like go visit like the markets that our product is aimed at that would just take them um, a little bit of commitment getting like flights to like South America and stuff. <laughs> um, maybe it'll, maybe you'll see uh, that, that company born in the next five years. I don't know. Um, Maceo, I want to give you a chance to ask your questions before I get into my final ones. Oh yeah. Well, okay. This is kind of related to what you just said is like market Perfect. research. Um, so how did you go about doing market research for space pay? Did you just walk in the like stores, talk to managers or how did that go? Yeah. So effectively it was just me and my head of sales, Nick, where who wasn't my hair sales at the time just walking into stores um hey doing doing a retail questionnaire hey we're doing this if you like and just doing that over and over and over, and over again love um, that <laughs> is where we couldn't walk in just give them a call hi we're doing this would this be of interest basically also say get so we've got you know a questionnaire that got about 15 questions in but we've got so many retail uh, we ask questions too about their percentage fees, how much they take as a payment, how what they pros they think would be of accepting crypto. The cons, almost always, the con was the volatility, um, and we basically just did it over and over again until we had an idea of, you know, would this be something the market wants? Yes, but the volatility. Okay, how do we address that? Etc. 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 So that's what we did. Recently, we did the same thing again with our actual product. Hey, we're releasing this soon. And we got about 70% approval rate from our targeted retailers, which is good. So this isn't just your average retailers. These are our sort of targeted ones. So uh, more luxury goods, high-end stuff, rather than just a bakery. Hey, do you want to found two pound sausage roll or something? More tailored to our target market. But yeah, the 70% approval rate. One day I'll be able to buy my loaf of bread with Bitcoin. <laughs> One day. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. sure. 
Oh yeah, kind of speaking on the uh, the loaf of bread, I was kind of curious, like, so is this, once your product launches, can any business just put it into their systems or do they have to like have a certain brand deal with you? So effectively, what do you mean, sorry, in terms of the brand deal with us? Like, do they have um, to put... Yeah, like like you said, you have a deal with um that one company that had a lot of stores. Like, could only those stores have your system, or could other could like a small business come and buy your? Uh, yeah, yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah, of course. So effectively, any any business can accept the Space Bay in reality. Um, I guess the caveat is only our application will work with our QR code scanner. So you couldn't walk in and scan your. Scan the QR code on Binance and make a payment like that. And that's not how it works. It would only work within our own network. However, yeah, if a uh, wants to accept cryptocurrency using SpacePay, all they have to do is make the payment. $49.99, uh, do a bit of, uh, we've got to do a bit of research on their end when they apply to be a, a retailer. So we know they're not selling drugs, guns, arms, etc. Yeah. <laughs> but um, apart from that, yeah, it's, it's open to pretty much anyone. So there is like a slight vetting process that you guys do before, like you can't just like go on to SpacePay, make an account, and then like there's like yeah, there's, approval there's, process. It's more of a vetting process for our retailers and there are consumers, just because yeah, yeah. want to know what they're spending. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they want to just be facilitating dark web payments constantly. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, that's actually I. You and and for you, Sam. Am I pronouncing your name right? First of all, I don't know. <clears throat> um, it's it's Maceo, but it, you're close though. I apologize. I apologize it's closer than a lot of people get. Yeah, with Maceo's uh, name. It, you should see where it goes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but what? When did you start investing? And what did you first invest in? Um, so I started first investing when I was probably about maybe thirteen. Uh, I'm sixteen now, but um. At thirteen, I my first purchase was um it was Dogecoin on Robinhood, <laughs> and I got in at point zero zero seven cents, I believe, like a long time ago, and I sold I think at point zero zero six, which <laughs> which is um that was that was the start of it. Uh, I started with like fifty dollars, I think, and I got it up to like a hundred dollars doing stupid option tradings that i saw on reddit and then um you know i kind of just started following that stuff and i put more money in and it worked for a while until it stopped working you know just like you know post covid like out of the bubble um yeah that's pretty much my investing story and sam's is pretty similar involving yeah uh, the fall in the reddit trades huh dude i played the reddit trades like the greatest trader of all time all right not to flex <laughs> but i bought amc when it was like 15 bucks and i wrote it and i sold at literally the peak i don't think it got any higher than when i saw i sold at like 65 dollars or something so you know that was a, a pretty esteemed move but no i started trading like um what, what was was it November of like 2020? I want to say. So do you remember? That, that's yeah. That's that sounds right. Yeah, right around something there. like that. Yeah, yeah it's so, like right around Christmas. Yeah, it's yeah. probably done. Um, the first thing I ever bought was AMD stock, but that was just like the first out of like a ton of companies that I wanted to own. I just bought a ton of stuff that like I was buying personally. Like I'm all right. I'm buying an AMD CPU. I'm just gonna. That was like my logic going into, which I think isn't like flawed logic. I think it's like that's pretty good. Um, now I just hold like a ton of. I'm, I'm kind of lame. I don't know. I just have a ton of like ETFs and index funds. I still hold a lot of Apple um, and a lot of like 
electric car companies i think we both had an addiction with oh my um, ev companies for a while and i still have <laughs> Wait, like a little bit of neo and xpeng and stuff like that which which evs uh specifically yeah so it was, it was, what, what, so it was you had canoe a lot of canoe oh my that was the worst mistake of my, that was that, that was my <laughs> biggest loss i've ever taken no, I, that, really? that was my biggest yeah that was my biggest loss ever that was, that was i lost fun. like i lost like 40 percent of the investment <laughs> um neo so, we both had a lot of neo you had neo before me oh i had then, neo so low and i sold it like 30 or so and i think it rallied to like 60 something but then now but, it's back down to like 10 bucks so you, oh, okay so i'm fine yeah <laughs> um so neo xpeng lucid motors i played oh, lucid, lucid like motors. a champion uh not gonna lie <laughs> i kind of sold that at speak too no um i think those are like the we never owned never got tesla because um, we just assumed that we were too late to it i i never yeah. owned any <laughs> Or I had I had a fractional share of Tesla, and I think twenty like early twenty twenty like six hundred dollars like pre like pre split. <laughs> if I would if I would have kept that like hundred dollars I had in there, I think you'd be like nine hundred now or something. I don't know. But you can get. Yeah, I can't. I can't live in the right? past. I can't live in the past. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think my my greatest loss was off an investment. I think only down about eighty six percent on that investment. From one from one of from one of the cryptocurrencies, <laughs> and it wasn't even Bitcoin. It was a it was a decentralized finance product. The market cap was absolutely destroyed. But crypto man, and stock man, I have a portfolio, stock portfolio. I have, you know, every time I can, I kind of sell it and buy more crypto. Like yeah, like, I'm I'm lame. I just get Bitcoin. Oh, come I'm, on. I'm too scared to get anything <laughs> else. I know I should like selling it some Ethereum or something. But so do you just hold Bitcoin too? Oh, did we just lose them? Oh no, no we're good. Okay. Sorry. Um uh I have Bitcoin. I sadly have Ethereum. And sadly, is it not I thought it was like during Dude, it's like okay. it's like fourteen hundred right now. Wait, so I yeah, should like let... it, you, you, you could. It's got it's twelve hundred right now. Twelve hundred. No, even better. but Bitcoin's also low. So like the transaction rate between Bitcoin and Ethereum is what you really want to compare, right? Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. Um, we both like we have like GPUs that we like mine off of, just like like our personal computers, and then like extra hardware we have laying around. So that's how we've gone. That's how I've really gotten like all of my crypto pretty much. Um, yeah, just through mining. But I don't know. I I should definitely like sell some of my or trade some of my bitcoin for ethereum i think those are like the two i really believe in the most just because yeah I, I like the they're like the blue chips of cryptocurrencies yeah we'll have to see how i'm not too bullish on eth at the moment we'll have to see how it properly performs po uh, post march because i think during the nft break around christmas and march time it was too, the fees were absolutely disgusting the amount yeah fees it was just Awful. I'm not sure if if ETH's proof, ETH's you know ETH v2 doesn't work out properly. I'm not sure where ETH stands in in the market. In reality, we'll have to wait and see you know, next bull run what happens. But I don't, I don't have too too much confidence, especially not with the news. You heard about Gemini, right? And um, what's happening? So effectively, or well, no? With I, what Gemini? I haven't heard about Gemini. Yeah, I mean, so effectively. Gemini are facing a liquidity problem because of FTX. Oh. They need to dollars by Monday, 
and if they don't, they can file for bankruptcy. They're owned by G, which runs Grayscale, etc. It's all owned by CCG, which could also go under if they don't raise a billion dollars by Monday. Wait, they own Grayscale? Yeah, the DCG owns Grayscale. Okay, I think fire. I sold my 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 Grayscale trust, my Bitcoin trust stuff from a while ago. I'm pretty sure I don't own any of that, so we're good. As long as. Uh... <laughs> that, that, they're, they're the rumors is that they have to raise a billion by Monday, otherwise. No it's just, way. It's just rumors. I've, I've heard them from quite reliable sources, so I have to see uh, what's going on. But it doesn't look. Doesn't a real house of cards piece at the moment uh, use the whole FTX thing it really is and I don't know how crypto.com will better either believe and achieve billion is no problem just like <laughs> <laughs> I know no no the thing is like a year ago a billion was not a problem you could go to like any VC in like Silicon Valley and just like ask for money <laughs> and they'd give it to yeah. you yeah the issue is now I think the VC actually want to check their finances whereas yeah I know <laughs> your, your revenue okay check but now, now you actually have to do some sort of financing. And some like, oh, well, you know, we're, we're not been profitable at all. And our revenue is horrific. All it is, it's just marketing, spend, spend, spend in reality, right? So yeah. Yeah. That could be very, very bad news. So we'll have to see how that, how that goes down as well. All right. Um, Monsieur, do you have any other final questions before i get into oh, my last couple actually i do i do have one question um max what is what are your opinions on um nfts how, how do you feel about them uh so um, i'm not personally invested in or, and or own any nfts at all Same. i haven't <laughs> yeah me either. behind it however i think so much more than digital pictures of and you know uh pictures of a dog or a border or anything about utility and the technology behind it extremely useful and, and could bring a lot of use case to the world of to which you know digital passports etc etc which i think are very useful however i don't necessarily see the utility in any of these nfts bar board at yacht club okay but is that really worth half a million but i'm not sure so i i think i'm not bullish on nfts that's all to be honest but and meet or something everyone's like oh i'm like what are you doing like, oh yeah i run an nft game or I'm releasing <laughs> NFT. okay cool it's like yeah i don't know but everyone seems bullish on it i think just because they can make three million pounds and leave in reality you know it's it's far from far from that i think we have the exact same opinion like i think the technology is cool like like you said digital passwords i need my digital driver's license dude why do i have to carry this thing around i don't know like <laughs> at least in the u.s there's like 10 states that have this already maybe this is a minnow tank idea maybe this counts for that oh. segment i think if anyone wants yeah. to like i feel like there's already like some companies working on this you'd have to do a lot of like government work and like working with state governments but if i can add my driver i need to be able to add my driver's license to my apple wallet like Wait, why isn't you? that a thing no you I can't you, yeah. not you in can't california put, can't, you, can't you put a picture Picture, like, I think it maybe counts. I, like think, they... I think it'll take a picture of it. What? Yeah, but Not... pictures don't really. You can't use a picture in. Well, in the UK anyway, you can't show someone a picture of your ID. But they hate that stuff. You show yeah. them a picture. <laughs> I I think a picture actually works here. I, I've seen it happen before. I think like the the cops will be like, "Do you have a picture if you forgot your license?" But you're still yeah, legally yeah, yeah. supposed to be carrying around your license, your physical license at all time, which yeah, yeah, yeah. is so outdated. And I think. Yeah, only like 10 states 
accept digital driver's license and digital ID. I don't know why more. I think it's going to happen in the future. But I think like that's like, yeah. a really good use case for like NFTs and stuff like that. The whole yeah. um, digital art thing is kind of. I don't know. Yeah, I'm like, not- like truly digital art. If it's like really art, if it's like real art, if it's not like a dog with sunglasses, that's fine. <laughs> but the moment you get it, I mean, the other stuff, it's just like, I don't know, like the whole, the whole, all of its value, all of like these, these NFT projects, all their value comes from like whatever celebrity they have promoting at the moment. And then once like those people dip, then like it's not worth anything. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I, I think Beeple, I think, is that his name? Beeple? Yes. Is the artist i think his work's really cool yeah i think you know i don't know if it, the price necessarily equates to that but that's a whole different conversation um regarding that, right but i think he's really cool and the stuff he's working on is awesome but i think you know a lot of it better rubbish but that's just my i agree um, is is that guy the one that makes the art you can like zoom in on is that you guys talking about no so but that art's cool that it's so crazy yeah, yeah. People does like um, it's like glass boxes, that like walk around it. Like, oh, I don't know. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you saw the most expensive NFT ever. It was like sixty-seven million or something <laughs> like that, or possibly even more. Let me look now. <laughs> it was the it was the one like the scuba diver, right? No, is that something not, else? No, I think the Beeple's one was him on a planet or someone walking across. Oh, is that the what it was? And yeah, I think it's sold for just under a hundred million dollars or something. That's crazy. Yeah, it's a lot. But yeah, for the the, the minnow, really bad idea. <laughs> if the market flooded with competitors, it's you know it's not a great sign. But yeah, niches in different countries of which won't some might not have thought about that. Wait, you can try and have a look. Maybe in, somewhere in South. Catch me. I'm about to book my flight. I'm, I'm going to find whatever the country hasn't thought about this yet. I'm just going to zoom over there. <laughs> but for sure, not a bad idea. Yeah. Alright, um, let's see, any last things for you? Um, no, no, that's it. Alright. I have two final questions. One, when can I use space pay in the US? Like, do you have any plans for like future expansion? Like, I need to be able to buy myself with crypto. How <laughs> how can I do this? And and how are you gonna squash everyone else trying to do this in the US? Or are you not yeah, going to? I Is mean, it not just part of it? Just UK? I guess I guess well, uh, effectively I'll give you the roadmap, effectively UK and then nine months later UAE, so Dubai, Abu Dhabi, etc. After that, India and Europe at the same time, because I've got good connections within a payments company in India called Paytm, largest cool. payment company. Um, and, and Nigeria as well, largest cryptocurrency holdings in the world is Nigeria. My issue America is you guys have got the biggest exchanges. Yeah. You guys have a competitive market. Um, and, you know, if you go to probably 10 people already working on this. So it's effectively I'm targeting markets where I've got good existing relationships which can make space big grow crazy levels and aren't necessarily leveraging this technology already. Whereas effectively we could only go to America if, if we're a large uh, large organization acquiring a small one, I think is in my personal opinion. Because you there's undoubtedly someone already working on there. Yeah. Well that's the way to be there, right? Only time will tell. Yeah. Alright, last thing. Um throughout your journey of like starting a business, what have been like your favorite like tips or like frameworks, just general like hacks you've come across 
for like doing this as someone who's young? That's a good question. <laughs> um, Can you say it again? Because I started thinking about. Yeah, just like again. any like general like like hacks almost that you found that you can like leverage only while you're someone who's young, like something that's like kind of exclusive to um being a young person that you can take advantage of. Like we've talked about this a little bit in the past. Um, how at least for starting like a small business, are are we like to like abuse like our local community and like our high schools and stuff because a lot of people <laughs> want to like support that type of thing. So, but I don't know about like a larger scale if there are any that you know of. I mean, in terms of hacks, that no, I, I'm sad. I'm finding, <laughs> I'm finding everything you know is is in reality twice as hard because of my age and the yeah. industry I'm on. Um, I guess, I guess. Uh, I mean, you did say earlier the whole like thing with um. You could. Call it was leverage connections, I guess. And, yeah. Um, the incentivized KPIs with people you can see yourself working with in the long run. So, for example, if you have a, if you get a team of C-suite guys who you think, okay, you could work when we're nothing, but you could also work here when you're, we're huge. Give them equity based so that when you know, even if you've got no cash, they know if you all guys work as a team and work hard enough you can get to a point where that equity is worth something. They can exit and make a good amount of money, I think, is very important. And also, I think, uh, don't be afraid to fail, I think, is, is, I think should be the biggest right? for sure. Don't be afraid to fail. But try and do everything you can to minimize failure as well. Yeah. But if you're going to fail, definitely not from the mistakes. Don't just fail and, and just do the same thing again. No. And that's the biggest thing. Fail while you're young. Experiment yeah. while you're young. Because... Yeah. Like you said, well, when you, once you have the wife and two kids, it's a little bit tougher. <laughs> All right. Um, this is super fun. Max, thanks for coming on. Where can people find you and, and what you're doing? Like, um, I'm pretty bad on social media, but I guess on, on Instagram, bunting, but I don't post on that at all. Twitter. I'm going to start posting on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, uh, etc. And on all, on all platforms, it's just Max Bunting. Cool, cool. And then your website for Space Pay, if you want to plug that real quick. I don't know. I mean, our audience is mainly US, but still. Code.uk, I guess But yeah, find us on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter. We don't have any posts yet because I'm bad at that. I'm going to start. It's just Space Bay and Max Bunterman. Thank you, guys. It's been a real pleasure. I really enjoyed it. Cool. This is super fun. All right. This is awesome. For all of yours, we'll be back next week. Market calendars. Max, this is great. Um, I'm excited to see where this goes. We'll, we'll keep in touch. For sure. Thank you, guys. Have a good one. All right. Yeah, see you. Too.